0: Hi, I'm Greg Fisher, and you're listening to Bend Station Radio, where I talk to local entrepreneurs, artists, and other interesting people about the projects they're working on and why they're so excited to be doing them in Bend. Good afternoon. This is Greg. This is Bend Station Radio, and today I have Ryan Bilbrey. He is the owner of Camp Victory, um, which is an amazing personal fitness coaching um you
1: could, you could literally just say personal training and fitness business or personal training and fitness.
0: It is a personal training and fitness that Ryan is running and I'm just super excited to talk to him today. Um, we've been friends for a while and I've actually been um, training with him. So I kind of has some firsthand knowledge um, about what it's like to work with him, um, but just want to welcome you to the show. Um, so... Ryan, could you tell us just in your own words, what is camp victory? Like what exactly, what is it? Yeah. Uh,
1: camp victory is basically, um, mobile personal training, um, trying to give people the flexibility of working out in their home, their office, uh, or outdoors. Um, basically what works best for them. Um, just trying to make personal training more affordable and more accessible for more people, um, so that they, uh, are
0: more apt to take care of themselves. Cool. And so how did you even get started with this idea? I mean, what's your, what's your background that led you to starting a, a personal training outfit? Well, um, I made a career transition a couple years back um,
1: and went from youth nonprofit services, um, just having a moment where I was experiencing some burnout and kind of needed a way that I could continue to help people, but um, take care of myself more at the same time. And a good friend of mine just recommended, hey, you know, you're passionate about this, you're passionate about fitness, um, you're good at it, why don't you you think about becoming a personal trainer? Um, So about four years ago, um, I worked on certifications to become a personal trainer, uh, and um, I got very, I was very fortunate that... um, Not too long after getting my certification, I was hired at uh, one of the better, in my opinion, the best gym in Bend, uh, the Fitness 1440 on the north side. And uh, I spent uh, a couple years there uh, serving as a personal trainer, um, lead trainer, eventually the uh, fitness manager, um, kind of taking responsibility for the personal training department and leading a team of trainers. And what really brought me to this point was... Um, one, just as I did more and more management, um, I couldn't focus as much as my per- on my personal training and growing as a trainer. I really believe in not just getting your continuing edu- education for you know, getting recertified, but doing it because you wanna be the best at what you do. And uh, you know, I took a moment to kind of step away from the management position. And as I really started to realize how much I loved training, wanted to you know, put more of a focus on growing, being the best I could, I noticed that a lot of my uh, clients just did not like the gym culture. Mm-hmm. Um, they would just let me know that it, they were inc- uncomfortable, they were intimidated. A lot of my clients let me know that they didn't use their gym membership outside of their time with me. Um, so after after four or five clients asking me when I was going to leave and go out on my own, um, I thought to myself, well, you know, I don't have the money to start a studio right now. But um, if I offered something different, if I went to people's homes, if I if I gave them this accessibility so that it, you know, one of the biggest barriers with keeping fit is just schedule. It's just schedule, time, accountability. Um, and a lot of my clients, um, when they found out that I was leaving the gym, they, they thought it was great. They wanted to, to head out with me. Um, and that really, the reception there was what got me thinking, all right, let's do this. Let's make things a little bit easier for people. Um, and that was... August of of this year that I, that I set out. So we're, we're still pretty fresh, still pretty
0: green. That's awesome. So I, um, I'm really curious though, like, what is it inside of you? What is it, what experience was it that you had that really led to this moment? I mean, one thing that I think is really obvious when someone meets you is is you have a military background, you kind of have all the good traits of, of somebody who's been in the military. So I wonder if there's something in there or was there something else that really was like, you know, led you to this moment of saying, the thing I'm do- going to do with my life is train people how to be fit and healthy. I mean, if you could point to something or a few things, what would that be? Well, you know, some bullet points, it
1: really, really, one of the first things was just, um, I spent so much time in the military. I developed my passion for fitness in the military. When I uh, joined the army, I, I was not a PT stud like a lot of the guys. Um, and it was really, it wasn't until I um, served a tour in Iraq in uh, support of Operation Iraqi Freedom 3 that, you know, the once in a while that we were um, inside the wire, we were at our base and we could download for, you know, however many hours. Um, I just started, there's there's nothing to do. Uh, so going to the gym, it was a great stress reliever. Um, it really, you know, it was addicting. It helped me to get through things. So, uh, when I came home from Iraq, um, I not only, I, I was passionate about it, I was really um, into my own fitness, but I was really um, passionate about learning more about it and researching. Um, and, you know, without a, not outside of the scope, scope of practice, charging anybody, but just spent a lot of time working out with my friends and kind of unofficially training people. And one thing that I noticed is, as much as I thought that I know everything, um, I ended up inflicting a lot of injuries on my body, muscle imbalances over a long period of time. um, Just because, like, and I hate to say it, but like most guys, I was
0: a little bit prideful about asking for help or letting a a trainer totally. (laughs) Yeah, I can relate to that, and I can totally relate to that. I think a lot of people can, and I think that's kind of one of the things. That I noticed working with you is that you do have a, a really great breadth of knowledge about fitness, and so, you know, what are, could you give an example of something maybe you believed or or something you followed that turned out wasn't really good for you? I mean, was there like a regime you were following, and then all of a sudden, you know, maybe something that's popular too? I mean, like when I was in the military, you know, we had a very like traditional weightlifting regime that I think people had been doing for thirty. 40 or 50 years and and none of us really thought that hard about it. I don't know Is there something that you that you did like a type of training you did that really you were like man? This is not great
1: Absolutely, Um, and I think a big thing that comes down for uh, For me is just it's teaching technique. It's teaching form. It's teaching a safe and effective way of doing things and from my uh, PT experience in the army um, that was just, you know, drill sergeants, uh, NCOs don't have to get a certification as a personal trainer. So, you know, it really started with my introduction to fitness, tore my body down, just I'm, I'm six foot three. I got long limbs and the yeah. drill sergeant tell me to take my chest to the ground on pushups, tore my rotator cuffs to, I mean, all of, um, and you know, I walked, walked out of that experience and I'll say like a lot of guys, you know, what, what did we do at that time? We did a ton of bench presses. We did a ton of pushups. Um, I didn't do nearly enough training of the posterior chain which I find uh, most people it's, it's very neglected and that was just it was a matter of not knowing how to keep a balance. You know I, I think I've really got things down um, and you know if you don't train everything in a balance you're going to cause uh, muscle imbalances and, and postural disorders that are going to uh, cause injury down the road. So you know the the fact that I, I thought I was really knowledgeable but I didn't really have it as far as keeping balance. and then you know it's a double edged sword one of the 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 moment in fitness that that really um sparked things got me really passionate and also got me arguably into some of the best um heart health of my life but also tore my body up the most was starting into really um heavy circuit training um lots of reps with no rest and you know before i knew what crossfit was like a similar type of training Um, and it was, it was great as far as developing, uh, an amazing resting heart rate, um, being very cardiovascular, um, cardiovascularly healthy, but, um, you know, all that high rep, uh, working to fatigue, I, I know. And, 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 you know, at the time, a lot of movements that I probably wasn't doing with really good form. And that just, um, that tore my body up I've got a lot of, a lot of injuries from that. And that's really what made me initially really passionate about this and, and working with people is trying to say, look, even if you don't buy a bunch of personal training from me, you know, in a gym setting, take your two free sessions so I can I can assess your muscle imbalances. I can help you correct them before you, because uh, if you don't, you can work as hard as you, you want, but you're going to end up hurting yourself um, or you run the risk of. Uh, and or just teaching people, hey, you know, I know you. I know you know how to work out, but let me let me give you some more pointers and safe and effective, without you know, um, invading somebody's space or or making them feel smaller. Just letting them know, I can I can teach you a way to injury-proof your body and you know um, and keep you training longer and harder. And that's really what got me really
0: passionate about it in the beginning. That makes sense. And I think another thing that's interesting to me is sort of who you'll find yourself working with, and so. Um, I think with lots of professions, people have, you know, their typical demographic they're working with um, or typical client profile, but I've noticed that you also have a pretty nice breadth of kind of like levels um, that people are at who are working with you, and I'm just curious what your philosophy is around that. I heard you say a lot of things about um, preventing injury and that sort of thing, but um, maybe you could talk to the different levels of people you train, why you do, or, or what those levels look like. Absolutely, you know,
1: in in a, in a gym setting, you you just end up with, um, and and I think part of it is also coming from a non nonprofit background, um, having a, a counseling background. Um, I think a wide variety of people were more comfortable working with me than than some trainers that they may have been intimidated by. So, um, in a gym setting, I worked with um, I worked with youth that were um, you know ten and 12, 13 years old um, to just. Help them be healthy. Um, you know, get them off the couch. Um, I worked with people that were in their 70s, and um, t- t- turn, you know, they came in and they had a lot of a lot of little injuries going on, or they weren't very mobile, um, and got them to a place where they were doing things that they didn't think that they could do. And it, I mean, it really runs to the gamut. But um, the one thing that doesn't change with almost everybody is that first that first month, and it, it could be a month, it could be six months. It depends on people's fitness level or where they're at it doesn't matter who it is After, right off an assessment i want to look at um do we need to most likely let's strengthen the core as much as possible you know you're really protecting protecting that spine working on uh strengthening up the stabilizing muscles like the rotator cuffs that are really high risk and uh and really like i mentioned working on developing that posterior chain a lot of people to neglect because that's where so much of your power comes from and it helps your posture so much so so almost everybody we're starting off there, mm-hmm. and then depending on where their fitness level was, we're going to hit whatever goal they want to go into. Do they want to work on hypertrophy, big muscle building? Do they want to work on max strength,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, or do they, or are they an endurance athlete and they want to work on kind of the type of circuit training they used to do, but in a more
0: safe mm-hmm. and effective manner? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that individualized approach is is. Um pretty valuable. And and for me, for instance, my thing was when you asked me what I want to do, I was like, I want to be skinny and be good at snowboarding. And now I have like this secondary, like also be excellent at soccer sort of goal. And I feel like most people are going to have completely individual goals, right? And, and maybe don't even know how to fig- figure out what their goals are, because most of the time, you walk into a gym or whatever and then you're, all of a sudden, you're on some sort of machine doing something without much thought but you know, th- do people have trouble figuring out you know, ex- how to express what it is that they want to work on? Like, how do you help with that? Well, you know, the
1: majority in, in, and again, in a gym setting, the majority of the time, it's going to be somebody that comes in and they're not feeling great about the body or society has told them how they're supposed to look and some of these people might be healthy. Um, they're just, they're just not what we think of as, as an acceptable weight. So, you know, maybe eight times out of 10, one of the first things that people are going to say is I want weight loss. Right. Um, and you know, one of the biggest successes or what I have really enjoyed in this job is that, um, you know, we've, we've talked about this recently. I haven't had a amazing, big, incredible weight loss, um, story of somebody who was, you know, a couple hundred pounds overweight and lost, you know, a ton, um, but what i've really enjoyed what's meant more than anything to me is the amount of clients who came in really fixated on their weight and within a couple months they were stronger they were faster their their balance was better they were better in their their recreational activities and their daily life and all of a sudden the weight loss aspect starts to kind of go away and their feeling is you know what if that comes with it yeah then great but i feel good i'm healthy i went to my doctor i had the best checkup that i've had in a while um, so, you know, we definitely get that. And then what, what also comes with that is, you know, when you mentioned figuring out those goals. Yeah, sometimes you have, come, you have people to come in with just something as simple as that. Or maybe they say, I just want to be healthy, but they don't realize what they're going to accomplish. And when it gets to a point where they mm-hmm. go out to do their softball game um, and, you know, they run somebody down that they couldn't do before or throw a pitch in from the outfield. And so everybody goes, how what have you been doing? Um, or somebody hits the slopes and they have a whole season, you know, injury free, mm-hmm. and they feel like they are just killing it. Sometimes those goals start to change because they start to see things that they didn't think they could do before, and it becomes a whole new area of wow! I now I can accomplish this thing. Let's let's work on something bigger. That's
0: a great that's a great point, and I probably see that um, myself. And, and speaking kind of like getting us out of the gym, I think something that is interesting that you said earlier is a lot of a lot of these trainings for you are happening in non-traditional, you know, locations. So this is outside, this is in people's homes. You know, what sort of influenced you? I mean, what influenced you to take people outside?
1: Well, you know, uh, one thing is with the mobile training, I just, um, I, I I really empathize with a lot of my clients that did not enjoy a gym culture. You know, I'm not, I, I told you, I love that gym that I came from, but I'm, I've never loved it. And for, for a number of years, I really prefer to work out in my home with limited amount of equipment. And, and it always surprised people what we could do with that limited amount. So, you know, start with just, um, it's great to be able to show people that you don't have to have all this equipment. We're using big compound movements. We're getting the, when I look for the way that I train most people um, is I'm looking for getting the biggest bang for our buck. So, you know, that's not always sitting on a machine and isolating a little muscle group. Um, So, you know, getting into that and then we're in bend. You know, you have that in in the gym, you have that moment where spring is setting in and you see a major shift of losing your membership, losing personal training clients. And a lot of people are going to come back in October or November, but they just want to be outdoors. And, uh, you know, I've got some clients that, you know, the first time I go to their office um, when they're in a crunch, it creates such a convenience for them that that's it. That's where we work. But I have other clients that uh, right now we're heading into November and I've got clients that will be outside until the bitter end. I mean, if it's not snowing, if it's not you know, 20 degrees and raining, it's just, it, it's, you know, especially in a setting where there's, you're not, there's no windows. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it really, the freedom that we felt myself and some of my clients the first time that we started getting outside, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of an intimidation of like, oh, you know, am I going to be a spectacle or people are going to be watching me? Yeah, Definitely. But you know, as soon as you get outdoors, in Ben, in these beautiful places on a beautiful day, um, you can't compare to to those those um, workouts and the, and the amount of motivation. You know, the cancellations that I would have in the gym totally started to to reduce once we got outside,
0: and people are just psyched to be there. Yeah, I can relate to that myself. I, I love being outside these last three weeks haven't been perfect out here, but we still made one anyway. And yeah, just being there and kind of seeing the peaks in the distance and, you know, I'm definitely cognizant of like, are people looking at my terrible form right now um, or not? And I've, it's instantly, I, I just don't care because I'm just in this amazing setting. And, and one of the things that I think's really interesting about being in Ben and doing business here is while, while there's a ton of, fantastic people who've grown up here a lot of people are not from here moved here kind of recently like how did you end up here in the first place what what brought you here
1: well um basically i mentioned that um after college i done um uh, like a lot of college graduates i had a hard time finding work and i spent a lot of time um volunteering because i had the time I, i i just um, thought, you know, i would never been able to do this before, and I got a lot of time on my hands, so I'm going to spend half my time job hunting and half my time going you know, to volunteer with organizations. And I came out, I didn't come out of college with an exercise science kinesiology degree. I came out with um, with a communications degree that really focused on social science and, and broadcasting. I was looking for um, a job. I was really looking for a job trying to get into um, local television, trying to get into um, you know doing camera work, editing, uh, or getting behind a camera at some point or getting on the radio. Um, and that six month stretch of struggling to find employment during the recession um, and doing that volunteering, I found that um, without getting paid, it was the most rewarding thing I'd ever done. And it really shifted my focus and that brought me into um, youth counseling um, I had a really wonderful opportunity to work at a placement in Lowell, Kentucky for um, young ladies who had been put into the system. And I worked in a um, um, a dorm to help out with kids that had addiction problems. Um, and I spent a couple of years there and it was just an amazing experience. Um, and it led me into working with big brothers, big sisters, what I really consider to be a dream job at the time. The, Uh, A lot of the agencies across the nation were offered a large federal grant to start a military program for kids with military parents so that with that instability and their parents being gone, oftentimes we could provide a stable mentor to be around um, to help kind of ease things up and give them some positive um, reinforcement um so i you know i got on that and i was doing um we didn't know what we were getting into as far as the agency went it was a lot bigger there were some big quotas to fill and it's a very hard population to serve as far as being very close-knit and guarded so trying to offer a program to their for their kids it took time to develop trust um and we didn't realize i would be a one man department i had to do um social work i had to do public relations marketing public speaking um Recruitment and basically, um, you know, five years into volunteering in nonprofit, and I'm still trying to maintain my volunteer efforts as well. Um, my wife was working nonprofit with a renowned theater um, in events and um, festivals, and there was just a moment where the 12 to 14 hour days, sometimes, oftentimes, six days a week. We were, we loved the organization we worked for, but we were both miserable and it was completely independent. It was a day that we took a walk and we were so stressed out and we almost said it at the same time, we looked at each other and said, I need a change. I need to get away. We both grew up in the Louisville area. We went to the University of Louisville. Only time that either one of us spent away from home was my time in the the army. Um, So, you know. We knew we wanted to get away. There's a lot of places that we love in the Southeast, um, New Orleans, you know, Charleston, South Carolina, Savannah. But one thing that we really looked at is we're tr- we want to shake things up. That's too familiar. We want some, We want to do something different. We were looking for adventure, but we were looking for a little bit of peace as well. And coming from Louisville, that's a population of a million. Um, it's a great, it's a wonderful city. But, um, you know, as we started doing research, we said, we want to go to the Northwest, we know that. Um, we want a place where you can find a lot of outdoor recreation, more adventure, but we want a smaller town as well. So it immediately eliminated the big ones like Seattle and right. there's a total pipeline from Louisville to Portland. Right. So um, once we decided on the Northwest, we are, we are my wife um, is like super stoked over things like spreadsheets uh, and just so analytical. So we started looking over every top 10 list of most affordable living, uh, most livable places, uh, you know, um, uh, healthcare, everything. And Ben just kept showing up on all of our lists. So um, we ended up limiting things down to Ben or Eugene and we did a scouting trip um, back in May of 2012, I believe. And uh, we came out to Ben and we had had so many people tell us, don't don't think about it, you're not gonna find jobs, you're not gonna find housing, just just forget about it. That, we were we kept the the reservation. We were like, you know what, it'll be fun. We'll stop by, but Eugene's going to have more opportunities. Two days into Ben, we we thought, why are we even going to Eugene? This is it. We we have to make this work. Um, so you know that that was it. That was the decision, and um, we went back to our lives for a while. And I spent you know um, you know the rest of probably six months working on this military program until. Uh, we basically, a lot of agencies across the country lost funding and I, and I, I was laid off and it was, um, it was devastating at the time, but it was also, it was the push that we needed. It was the catalyst to say, all right, this is it. Let's, let's
0: make this change. That's great. And I'm, I'm glad you guys did. I, I, you know, have a similar story as I think a lot of people do. What do you think it is now though? That's keeping you here you know what is it now that you guys have been here for a little while that you're like yeah this is this is the right decision
1: every everything that we had on a checklist everything that we had on a wish list since we've been here we can just go down and check check it right off we're in the we're in the careers that we want we're in the professions that we want um, it there is no i mean as far as the recreation goes i mean um, you know we couldn't we couldn't choose a better place and that's why are we all here in ben yeah. um, and you know i know that a big part of it for me that i, I didn't know it was going to have that big of an effect on me is we you know we talked about wanting a little smaller place wanting a little more peace but um <laughs> you know i've gotten conditioned here i am so comfortable it feels mm-hmm. it, it there was a culture that felt very similar to home so it made it very easy but now when we take trips if we go to seattle if we go to portland san francisco if i go home it just feels so overwhelming it's just too much to have to deal with with you know millions of people um you know heavy traffic like the way of life here has just gotten so comfortable and relaxing that I just I honestly can't imagine myself um you know anywhere else and the other thing is we're coming from the south like southern hospitality is a real thing and I will tell you I, the first week here in Bend, I was bowled over. I could not, I was, it almost took me back. I was like, why are these people, they must have ulterior motives. They're so nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and it, I mean, that's it. Like, like, what, you know, you have friendly, wonderful people. It's a beautiful place. You have all the recreation you need and, and it's so peaceful. And, you know, I, I know that one of the big, um, and especially viewing some of our friends that moved away from home. One of the things that gave us the most anxiety is we have, we have wonderful friends and family at home. We love them so much. We miss them. And for both of us, I think we felt like the older you get, the harder it gets to make friends. And we really couldn't see ourselves um, having an active social life or having people that we're really close to within, you know, a couple, we thought we were really going to have to work at it. And that was the other thing that was just a wonderful surprise is that, you know, meeting people through work, meeting people through a few different situations. Um, I can't believe the the close friendships and the
0: wonderful people that we have in our life in such a short span of time. Let's get really specific on the Ben piece. Like a lot of people will say, "I love to ski or snowboard." What What are you guys doing, kind of, with your recreational time that that really you enjoy doing and that you you like to do a lot?
1: Uh, yeah, we we came here. Um, And we we didn't. And Kentucky is great. It's big. It's got a lot of loneliness. But we were never able to really take advantage of things. So when we got out here, um, you know, we did we did we would try to hike at home. We do like one of the biggest rock climbing destinations in country, Red River Gorge, but nothing like out here. So you know, one of the biggest things we knew when we got here, lots of hiking, lots of camping. We're trying during summer. We want to be camping. You know, two three times a a month. Um, And we thought we kind of thought like. Well, that's, that's our base here. And just, you know, as, as much as, um, uh, you know, it can get costly with all your toys and everything. It's just, you can't help, but, um, hiking and camping turned into, well, we got to get some kayaks, these beautiful waters. We, I got to get out on them. Um, kayaking turned into you know, after that, everybody's telling, telling us about, you know, the, the great trails here. Um, and, you know we we went out and we got some some nice affordable bikes for our budget and and um really started getting into that in the last last um uh past summer and i think the biggest one is just um just i never i didn't think i didn't see ourselves um coming from from little kentucky i didn't see ourselves ever getting up on the on the slopes i got that yeah, yeah we'll, we'll try that once or twice yep. but um and no no offense to my wife so but, but whatsoever but she is she is athletic as anything, but she is she is not graceful, um, and she really felt like she was intimidated by snowboarding, skiing. We just thought, and, and you know, we did the, the Ride for Five at Bachelor, like the most incredible program. It really, you know, um, we probably would not have gotten so into things if it weren't for that, and uh, you know, just seeing her on her first day feeling so, having never done any winter sports and feeling so dejected. And then by the end of the winter, she is rocking it. She she can handle it, and we're and we're addicted, and we want to be up there as often as possible. Um, I think that's been the the biggest surprise. It's it's just that there's nothing. We come out here, and I say, you know, I'm gonna focus on this or that,
0: and you can't. It's just everything is so great that you know we have we end up having to take advantage of all that's here to offer. I laughed when you said your wife is not graceful, but I have a free pass because. I love you, Stephanie. So, just want to give you a shout out. That's why I was laughing. Um, when you guys are in Bend, besides Crux, which is the most popular answer, what is you know what is one or maybe even two places that just you find yourself frequenting or that you look forward to coming back to after you leave, or if you haven't gone for a while, you're like, oh man, we really got to go to such and such. What's that one place or those two places? Well, um, we had a. We had a, a really good,
1: um, healthy obsession with uh, with craft beers before we came out here. And one, one place that we differ from the Bend population is that we are both very hops averse. Um, so a lot of places that we go to oftentimes we, we would like to see more uh, old world brews, more, um, you know, farmhouse ales, scotch ales, more, uh, more stouts and porters on the menu. And I just find, you mentioned Crux. yeah top but um bbc we love what their brewers do um we love their their local night can't beat it it's amazing um and you know uh cascade lakes um there's some that some places that it's just it's the experience the atmosphere yeah. there's nothing better for me than coming off the mountain and stopping right. at that place grab a brew and and, you know, I don't think a lot of people think about um, how satisfying their food is. It's just mm-hmm. like there's nothing better coming off the mountain than having wild boar meatloaf.
0: Yeah, that meatloaf uh, is crazy. It's so hook. funny you said the meatloaf because I feel like that's – you. I think two people can eat that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you're really hungry from the mountain. Um, yeah, I, I love – I actually brought my mom there like just a week ago. It was like one of the first dinners we did out because I think the atmosphere is awesome. Um, great. Well, thank you for taking some time out today to chat with us. Um, really appreciated having
1: you on the show. Hey, I appreciate you having, having me. It's a great opportunity and you do a great thing, uh, for the community.